Hello and welcome to But I'm a Professional. This is a learning and development podcast with a focus on being well while working well. I'm your host, Nancy Elizabeth, and I'm here to help. Come on in. Let's get started. Before we get started today, I would like to remind you that sharing is, in fact, caring. So anytime you listen to an episode of this podcast, please put the link up on your socials and spread that caring around. I really appreciate it. Also, if you are in the Twitter sphere, please follow me on Twitter at But I'm a Profesh. And if you feel so inclined, consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com backslash Nancy Elizabeth. Thank you in advance. Right, let's get started on today's episode. Anger at work. Who has it? Who wants it? What does it do for us? Well, first of all, everybody's angry. Um, Nobody wants it, I don't think. And uh, you can, in fact, make it work for you. You just have to make some adjustments around how you're responding to anger. So what we'll try to do today is chisel down that very general term into something a little bit more obtainable. And then uh, we'll talk about the trouble that it causes at work and how. Um, And then finally, we'll talk about real things that you can do, real behaviors that you can put into place that will help you utilize your anger in a way that is well, of some use, instead of just being noise into the hurricane that is life. Right, let's jump in. I suppose I should start by saying I'm not under some, you know, very misguided impression that you need anger explained to you. Uh, I'm sure you have a very uh, good working sense of what that looks like and what that feels like for you in a variety of forms, as we all do. Um... If you don't feel that you you have different types of anger, I would encourage you to take a look at your feelings wheel, which I've told you to get before. And I assume you immediately went and downloaded one. I use the one from the Calm app. I find it very useful. Anyway, take a look at your feelings wheel and look under the sub emotions under anger. Um, and you'll see things like bitter, uh, frustrated, furious, stuff like that. So, you know, instead of thinking of anger as just a big lump, there are different types that arise um, due to different stimuli, okay? Um, so, right, have you got your feelings wheel ready? Good. Okay, so let's pause. Everybody just take a breath and think back into your recent history, maybe even, you know, a few hours ago. Um, think back to the last time that you were angry, Okay, if you want to think of a work uh, example, that might be of more use, but it doesn't really matter. Just think of the last time you were angry. What caused it? What caused the anger? Uh, How did you feel? Right. Um, And don't just say angry. Like what other things did you feel? And more importantly, what did you do? What actions did you take uh, in response to that? I suppose that in the interest of all things being fair, that I should share an example. Right, last time I was angry, 
I never get angry. I'm perfect. What are you talking about? Okay, I'll use a work example because that's probably the last time I behaved in a way that was, shall we say, unskillful in my anger. Um, friends and loved ones do not write in contesting that. Thank you. <laughs> um, the last time I was angry at work, um, my line manager was piling on more and more tasks because after a shift at work uh, due to the pandemic, we were very much understaffed and under uh, resourced. And so we all sort of had to take on additional work that had previously been done by other people who no, no longer existed, uh, uh, roles that no longer existed, I guess I should say. Anyway, and because this just, it kept happening and happening and there wasn't, there was no prioritization of anything. It was just like a dump all the time of new things to do and new deadlines that were really hard to reach. So, um, I get up one morning, I'm exhausted. I open my email and there's another list of stuff that I have to do. So I send my manager a text saying, can we please talk? They um, tell me when to call. I call them. I start talking, I lose it, and then it really quickly devolves into a yelling match between us both. It was not cute, it was not effective, um, there was some name throwing, uh, and I mean we came around and resolved it after, but it was definitely, it was, it was not a skillful exchange, and I felt, I felt really, um, you know, all the stuff that comes along with the stress of being angry, I felt anxious and I felt, you know, my, I could feel my heart racing and all the other unwanted thoughts came flooding in and it was very unpleasant. And then I kept like, I mean, I don't want to say flashbacks because that's a bit dramatical, but you know, that, that memory pops up over and over and you just sort of cringe at it or you think that wasn't really that effective and could have been done better, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, not my, not my proudest moment. So yeah, your turn. Um, okay, so when you're thinking of your example, the last time that you were angry, I, w I want you to think: Did you manage your ang did you manage your anger out, or did you manage your anger in? Okay, so if you were like me, and you shouted or you let out sort of this, you know, scathing diatribe at the uh, the unfortunate recipient, um, then that's you managing your anger out, right? Um, if you were seething on the inside and you're sort of, you know, I don't know, wondering where you could find a bucket of lime and a shovel at this time of day, uh, you're managing your anger in. Okay, so if you sleep with somebody who snores, that's uh, that's a pretty good example of seething quietly, managing your anger in. Um, so the, the trouble is with, with bro both of these approaches, whether you're managing your anger out or whether you're managing your anger in, you know, there are problems awaiting you, uh, at the end of either, either journey. Um, managing your anger out basically what makes people want to be around you less because who wants to be around somebody who's, you know, screaming and shouting all the time. If you've worked with somebody like that, you know, you want to avoid them, you know, you hide things from them, you know, you don't want to deal with them very much. And that, that can make it problematic for you to get things done in a place where you have to deal with people. You, you know, unless you're um, completely working on your own at all times, which is highly unlikely, uh, that's going to become a, a problem that will compound over time. All right. 
if you're managing your anger in, uh, this actually puts you at an increased risk for hypertension, you know, uh, otherwise known as uh, high blood pressure. So, you know, uh, raising your, your blood pressure is going to do things like also put you at risk for a heart attack, stroke, um, all those delightful things that we want to, we really want to avoid. I mean, life is difficult enough, right? read the other day that no no amount of alcohol is good for you la gasp crap uh so you know while we're generally aware of anger as an emotion and we accept that less of it is better for us i think the troubling thing is that we often we you know dive into anger when it's not actually really what we're feeling okay um I think gender here is is worth noting, you know, if and I'm speaking in very general terms and, and also very, um, you know, quote unquote, Western terms. Um, men in particular are the way that they're often raised um, and especially generations that are, you know, probably now getting into 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, men are raised uh, not to really speak or process a range of emotions as they're growing up, right? the whole boys don't cry thing. Um, but it's not even that simple. It's, it's more about like the only acceptable feeling that you're allowed to have as, as a, as a young boy and then a young man and then a man is to just be angry. Um, and, and not there's the, you know, the nuance even within that isn't really, um, explored or, or, you know, an acceptable way of expressing how you feel. And on the flip side of that, while we're on gender is, you know, women are, uh, again, in general, are often raised to be nice. And so expressing anger might be a lot more difficult if you're raised to always be nice and to suppress things, right? Um, to be able to then, you know, identify and express anger in any sort of healthy way uh, is going to be much more difficult especially in comparison to emotions like sadness that, you know, are much more acceptable for a woman to have. Um, but, you know, getting away from gender more, more in general for all humans, we, you know, we're not exactly taught emotional intelligence at school either. Right. Um, we're sort of at the mercy of our environments, uh, when it comes to how we learn about emotions and how to deal with them and, and how to skillfully handle and manage them. We're, we're sort of, um, it depends on your, your, who, who's around you and leading you and teaching you either formally or informally. So think about when you were a kid, I mean, you, you pick up and you learn a lot of stuff from parents, teachers, community leaders, uh, whoever's leading the sports team that you play on, um, media plays a huge role, uh, you know, depending on what resources you had available to you, depending on what your school was like, um, the, the cultural norms that surround you, all of these kinds of things, right? You really, like, we really are at the mercy of that um, because we have not yet formalized, well, in most places, we have not yet formalized the instruction of emotional intelligence. Uh, and then, you know, ergo, you don't, you, you sort of rely on an informal uh, education. Anyway, suffice to say, anger can very easily be mismanaged and can either cause harm to yourself uh, or harm to others, or, you know, both if you're really good at it. Now that we've sort of chiseled it down a little bit, let's talk about what this has to do with work, 
Um, and I suppose you, I don't, you, you know full well what this has to do with work. Work. What is work other than uh, an all-you-can-eat buffet of anger-related emotions? I mean, all right, let's consider what I was just saying, where anger is often used as a mask for other emotions, right? Because we're not allowed to express other things or we haven't, we haven't been taught the emotional intelligence required to uh, fully understand what we're actually feeling and express those things. Um, that is often the case at work as well, okay? Um, so yeah, sometimes there's a mask for for other emotions and that's what that's what your anger is but sometimes at work we are on the receiving end of information that is in fact really very real and valid okay and it makes us like angry frustrated uh annoyed resentful uh or or something like that um and i suppose whether you're frequently feeling angry and get the anger sweats at work because you're actually angry or because you're scared but it's presenting itself as anger then it still warrants managing because there's no good outcome for either one of those things I mean whether you're like I said you know managing out and, and you're you know tearing somebody a new one in the break room screaming and shouting and fingers and all red in the face whether you're doing it that way and it's actual anger or it's a mask for another feeling or if you're just sort of keeping it inside you're managing in and just adding to that that growing ball of rage in your in your stomach um and again whether that's quote real anger or a mask for another emotion it it doesn't really matter it's it's really harmful okay the tr like the trouble is we we spend a lot of our our lives at work in work environments and doing work related things okay even if you're not overworking you're still going to spend a lot of your time at it so you know at the end of it you you really you're spending way too much time at work in your life to not know how to identify and manage and then use your anger in a way that is that is skillful and that serves you well yeah um, whether it's, it's real anger or perceived anger, it has a physiological impact on you, right? It has a physical chemical response inside your body. When you are angry, the adrenaline gets pumped into your blood. Yeah. And like raises your, your heart rate and your blood flow and you tense your muscles, all those kinds of things that you feel when you're angry. You probably feel it somewhere in your body specifically. I get, I get really, um, I get a lot of tingles in the back of my neck every time I get angry. And that's when I know I need to take a few breaths and, you know, take, take a lap if it's possible. Um, but if you, th if this is sort of a continual state for you and a, and a, and a constant state for you, then that that is going to again that's going to increase your risks of things like a compromised immune system and, and cardiovascular system and i'm sorry i don't care what you do for work no work is is worth that nobody is paying you enough to have a heart attack at work i'm sure you will agree and not only in the selfish sense that nobody is paying you enough to have a heart attack in the middle of the open office um also 
you want again this the whole point of this this podcast is you know me trying to give you tools so that you can function well in a space where you're supposed to be working well right um and i want you to be able to do that i i want you to be able to go in and do your job in a way that isn't restricted by things like not being able to understand your emotions and not being able to skillfully use them in a way that serves you best right you need to, to have good relationships with people at work. And if for no other reason, just because it'll make you feel better, if you want to be really selfish about it, um, it, it'll just make your life easier in the end. Like I said, we spend way too much time at work to not make it work for us. Okay, so so let's move on to to the third section. We, we want real tangible uh, steps that we can take to make life easier and, and to make us uh, better better suited and better equipped to to manage these things so you want to know about the do's what do i do uh well let's think how we can break this down in a more accessible way we'll break it down first into two parts okay well the and the so-called real anger versus the fake anger okay and I, that is very much shorthand i know that some of that language is problematic, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Like the anger where you are actually angry versus the anger where it's masking something that is different that you are possibly not allowed or, or haven't been encouraged to feel and recognize. Okay. Um, and it's not to say that, that, um, you know, masking other emotions with anger means that, that other emotion is, is fake or, or less real in some way. No, no, that feeling is really, um, uh, you know, something very deep within you. Uh, and in fact, it's, so, it might be so deep that it's hiding from you too. So it's a, it's a very good place to start. I think in the timeless words of Dame Julie Andrews, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Right. Okay. Let's start. Well, let's talk about fake first. All right. Um, okay. If the next time that you are hit with the anger wave splash at work, if at all possible, pause, if you can catch yourself in time before you react and take a minute to ask yourself why you are angry. Okay. So again, like I said before, we've talked about this in other episodes that, you know, being able to step back from a situation, try to work that into, um, uh, how can I say, work that into your responses so that it becomes a habit. Um, hopefully you have that option available to you and don't be afraid to ask for that as well. And when you're in a, in a tough conversation, say that you need a minute. And if you do, that's valid. You, you, you know, somebody's not going to be like, no, we have to work this out right this second. I mean, unless you're, you know, late for surgery, I don't think that's a problem. So yeah, the first step to do is when you're hit with a wave of anger is always to catch yourself and try to, to t take a couple of beats. Yeah. And ask yourself why you're angry. And after you've asked yourself why you're angry, then ask why again to that answer. And then do that a couple of more times until you drill down into the, you know, closer into the root of what you are actually feeling. Now, for some of you who have been to this particular uh, management workshop, you will recognize that I am sort of ripping off the, the five whys approach, right? The oh god what is it the problem solving technique that um, a lot of managers use and if you if you don't know what i'm talking about do not worry you do not need to know um 
But if you are interested in knowing more about what I'm talking about, it's not to do with emotional intelligence. It's to do with problem solving. Um, there are links in the notes for this podcast. Um, but anyway, essentially understanding, uh, or sorry, the, the five whys approach is, is really to understand that, um, a, a an informed decision can only be made if there is, um, insightful understanding of, of what's actually going wrong. So that's why all the whys are in there, right? Because it's usually not the first thing you got to, you got to drill down a little bit deeper to get to the root cause. Yeah. So let me, let me give you an example. So this is a little bit more tangible and not just some sort of, uh, abstract painting. Uh, all right. So original problem, original problem is, um, okay. I'm angry because I'm angry. I didn't, uh, I didn't have much time to speak at the meeting today. Okay. Why? Well, I'm angry because I spent ages last night working on my notes for this meeting. Okay. Why did you spend ages working on your notes? Because I wanted to show my line manager how much I know about this thing, this issue that we're working through. And why do you feel the need to show how much you know? Uh, because I don't think that uh, my knowledge and my experience is being recognized in this area or maybe at all. And so on and so on and so on. So as you, you see, as you can see, um, in this particular example, that person isn't really, I mean, they are angry, but also when you drill down into it, the, the true problem is they're hurt and, and they feel disrespected and unseen in relation to their skill set and their knowledge at work, right? So if they just respond to those situations with shouting and, and being angry, um, especially in this, this example where they're likely to have, you know, got upset over not being able to speak in a meeting, then that's never going to change. That root cause is never going to, that root cause of, of the feeling is never going to go away because that's not what's being worked on. Right. So instead of, re, you know, responding to this with an outburst, um, which is just going to continue on overlooked, uh, instead, you know, um, um, the much more important issue of feeling that your work is going unrecognized or your, sorry, your, your skill set is going unrecognized that needs to be dealt with. And then the anger will magically disappear because you won't, you won't have that underlying feeling. Right. So that's, that's an example of, um, a fake quote, uh, a type of anger when it's masking something else. And that's a way to drill down into what you're feeling when you are having an angry moment to identify whether or not it is actually uh, anger. Okay. All right. Let's think about the real side of things. So if you, if you go through that exercise, uh, where you ask yourself a couple of whys, and then at the other end of it, you come out to the, you, you know, you come to the conclusion that the cause of your, the feelings that you are having are, um, in fact, you know, they're, they're still angry. You're just angry because I don't know, for example, you've been treated unfairly, right? then we know, okay, this truly is anger. And now this needs to be used in a skillful way and in a way that isn't going to make everybody shut down. We want to avoid the shutdown. Okay. So let's think of a tangible example for this. Uh, I think a good example at work often is if you are working uh, with others on a project 
and somebody isn't pulling their weight or you feel that you're doing way too much and it's not getting done it's supposed to be a collective effort instead you know you're doing everything and you're the one who's sort of um putting in a lot more time and a lot more energy and it's it's you know it's it's truly unfair you're being treated unfairly that is a good example of responding to that with anger because it's it's unfair treatment it's an injustice uh, and that makes us really angry so if that's the case all right we've identified that we're you know we're not using anger to mask a different emotion we are in fact angry well what are we supposed to do with it okay how do we respond in a way that will, first of all, will be heard? Because like I said, you want to avoid that immediate shutdown, which is what most people do when anger is thrown at them. And you also want to, you want to do things that not only fix the, the problem at hand or the, the situation at hand, you also want to do things that prevent it from, you know, popping up over and over again, because that is an exhausting way to function. You don't want to have to deal with this, you know, two weeks down the road, right? So let's think about some steps that we can take uh, to to deal with, you know, the real anger, as it were. Um, I think the first, I mean, always, every time you are angry, always uh, take a take a little bit of a pause and identify why you're angry uh, and catch your breath. Um, but also in your response, you always want to respond with you want to respond assertively right not aggressively which is a fine line to walk and it I think is much more difficult for women uh, because often men are you know if they are assertive um, or sorry if they are aggressive it is seen as assertive and if women are assertive it is seen as aggressive and again this comes back to our gender conditioning um, so yeah i mean bear that in mind that doesn't mean that you have to do anything um but it is something to to be aware of so what does that mean respond assertively not aggressively i mean essentially it means identifying the the problem the thing that's making you angry be you know come up with um a way to identify it that doesn't have emotions and hopefully doesn't have the use of pronouns in it you do not want to be pointing at somebody and saying you never said that the i always blah 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 that that's never going to go well so you want to be able to identify the problem using language that is um as as neutral as possible okay the other thing that you want to do with responding assertively is to be solutions oriented right so that's why you need that that time to think because you don't want to just say this is the problem and then fold your arms and wait magically for the solution to appear. No, you want to say this is the problem and it would be useful to na 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 na. Perhaps we could try to blah 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 blah. Now when I said don't use pronouns, I mean, you know, use inclusive language, that's fine. Like I said, always remember to put space in between the stimuli that that creates the the anger response in you and your response to it, right? Remember, take that beat, breathe through your nose, in for five counts, hold for a count, breathe out through your mouth for a few counts, think and, and collect some language that is, that is um, assertive, not aggressive, okay? That's step one. Well, not step one, that is a possible action. Another possible action is to 
while okay so i'm you know this is not again this is not sort of a a um a sermon on how nobody should be angry ever that's i don't think that's true anger is a valid emotion um it has its use it is in us very deeply in order to um, protect us or, or help us in some way and so you should not be trying to get rid of it but while it is a very valid human emotion that does not mean that you should sort of make it part of your persona right and what I mean by this you know um, oh god the type of, of people who's like their personality is hinged on on venting all the time right that was I just need to vent um, or, or like complaining all the time about everything going wrong and, and how hard done by they are and that sort of thing. Um, or like acting like the faux anger, right? Acting angry when actually they're really not that bothered by whatever it is that's going on. So that's what I mean. Like, don't make it part of your, your work persona to be like the, the angry person. Um, not only is it, you know, not really a, a, um, truthful, reflection of who you are it also it you know just because you're sort of faking it or you're rolling around in the mud it doesn't mean that you're not going to still have the same um responses the same chemical and physical responses to it and you still are going to suffer from it so yeah don't get yourself all worked up for nothing okay um, another thing to consider as well is how you are taking care of yourself. And I know this is, you're, you know, you're sort of rolling your eyes. Here we go again with the sleep hygiene, but it's true. It is so true. If you're not getting enough rest, if you're not getting enough sleep, you are tired and a tired brain does not function properly. A tired brain cannot function properly. Okay. So that kind of anger where you snap the snapping. Um, that a lot of the time comes from a very, very tired brain that has not had the time it needs to heal and process. And that's what sleep does, right? So you've got to, got to, got to prioritize your sleep hygiene. You've got to get that in order, right? Um, I'll put some links in the notes here for, uh, ways that you can do that from people who are much more, uh, much more informed at how to do this than I, um, but basically, you know, take care of your brain, give it enough sleep because tired people do not possess the patience required and the energy required to do things that you need to do when you are angry. For example, a lot of the time when you're angry, you need to see, you need to try to see things from the other person's perspective, or you need to understand the other person's motivations or pain points. You cannot do that. You cannot get that, that level of, of, um, insight and and uh empathy and all that kind of thing you can't do that when your brain is exhausted okay you are just going to snap so don't don't do that to yourself um all right one more i think we should revisit something that i've mentioned to you before and that i'm sure you have all jumped on and that is your journal practice how's that going how's your journaling it's again, having a, a consistent journal practice. And that doesn't mean that you have to write in a journal every single day. Um, if that works for you, fantastic. If it's just a once a week brain dump, that's also fine, whatever works, but do it. Um, in your journaling practice, include moments of anger in a little bit more with a little bit more detail to 
be able to sift through what actually, what happened, what was said, how did you feel, what were your physical responses, that sort of thing, okay? Also, it's a good way to write down and sort through the additional thoughts that you're having as a result, okay? So when you're angry, you you often get into that spiral and other other thoughts will jump on the jump on the worry wagon and you know they'll all get mixed up together in your head and that's very very difficult to process because it is a mess it is a messy noisy convoluted absolute you know lump of um, nonsense so writing all of that down into your journal can help you organize your thoughts and give you a little bit of insight into patterns that develop uh possible triggers that come up um and and once you once you identify those things then you can work on prevention mitigation all that all that sort of thing okay um that was one of the best bits of advice i ever got from a therapist was if you do nothing else have a consistent journal practice because it is one of the you know easier well not easy one of the best ways most effective ways to organize all that you know all the symbols that are going off in your head all the time those don't make any sense okay so again let's just quick review for those of you in the back who weren't listening um when you have done your why questions and you have identified that you are not in fact hurt or scared that you are angry you ought to respond assertively okay instead of aggressively um, you want to make sure that you are using anger or not using anger, but you are feeling anger in a, an appropriate way. And that it's not just part of your, your persona. Um, you want to make sure that you have done other things to prevent anger from coming up in situations where otherwise it wouldn't, i.e. getting enough sleep and that kind of thing. And also you want to engage in some sort of self-reflective practice to better understand your triggers and better understand things that set you off. Because once you do that, you gain insight into actual foundational, um, issues that that perhaps you haven't dealt with yet and once you deal with them you know the anger will shift and and change shape um i suppose a final thought before i say goodbye um anger is it is useful in in certain situations and like i said it's it's not something that you want to get rid of entirely um the trouble is it's not as useful in as many situations as we think it is right? And so if you do take some of these steps to notice your anger and to change your use of it and, you know, all those things, if you take some of those steps and you do it consistently over a period of time and you still feel a lot of anger and you still feel like it's, it's a fairly common occurrence and it's occurring much more than you, than you want it to. And it's still negatively impacting your ability to function at work. Um, then there's something else going on. Okay. So, you know, get, get, uh, get aligned to your EAP and, you know, speak to a therapist to, to get you the, you know, the guidance that you deserve, right? Everybody deserves a quiet mind. And if I may, a final quote from the Buddha, well, a paraphrased one anyway, um, holding on to your anger is 
the same as holding on to a hot piece of coal while you're waiting to throw it at somebody. The only one who's getting burned is you. Don't hang on to your anger. Okay, use it in some way. Throw that hot piece of coal. No, I'm kidding. That's probably not what he said. Right. That brings us to the end of our anger episode. Um, I want to thank you very much for tuning in and sharing your time with me today. Um, as I said before, sharing is caring. So put the link up to this episode on any of your socials so that other people may benefit as well and improve their work experience and their professional development. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day at work if you're going there. I hope that if anger does arise, that you can deal with it in a skillful and useful way that serves you well. And on top of everything else, I hope you have a wonderful day. Goodbye.